We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded and pay our respects to Elders past, present and Aboriginal Elders emerging. Welcome to the Veiled Podcast, in bed with Robin Vale Appliances and Furniture Zone. New name, same people, more stuff. Ravs. Yeah, Ravs. Yeah. Good work. Good on them. Yeah, and you've finally learnt. Yeah, and we're back. No, you're back. You've been... Yeah. Too important for the common man. Yeah, it's true. Up to this point. I like that person, out the hard way. <laughs> well, it wasn't really the hard way. <laughs> common person, Jade. Yeah. Sorry. Look. Sorry, what did I sorry, common person, yes. I need to be more inclusive, don't I? You do need to be more inclusive. We've had this conversation. <sighs> Gosh. Anthony, how are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm well. Uh, excellent. It's I'm glad to hear that. Um yes, Robin Vale Appliances and Furniture Zone. Uh, their Black Friday sale was last week. However, we forgot to mention, get this, I went in and got my iPhone 12 the week before Beck tells me that, oh, now this week if you buy an iPhone 12 or you upgrade to an iPhone 12 with Telstra, they'll give you $100 off your bill. Uh, Sorry. So it's this week, is it? Uh, yeah, it's this week. So, but <laughs> When did the podcast did, come out? Friday. Well, yeah, but <laughs> oh, I don't know how long. It's, it's one of those, Telstra oh. don't do things just for a week. It'll be for a month. Yeah. But um. Thanks for that. Yeah. Thanks for not telling me the week before I got mine. However, it is fabulous. Anthony, are you iPhone or are you Android? No, I'm an iPhone. Um, um, I think I've got an iPhone 6 or oh, 8 or something. So, old school. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah, classic. Oh, you're rocking, yeah, 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 yeah. rocking a retro. <laughs> I'd have a brick if I could. Well, back. you could play Snake. It was great back mm. in the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the old Nokia 3210. Yeah, yeah. You can still get like the Nokia phones because there's a lot of people like you that are just like, I need to just – be able to send text messages and make yeah. phone calls. Yeah, Same that, that's a flip. Mm. Yeah. If I could, when I when mobile, do you remember when mobile mobile phones first came out and what they were is basically a suitcase. Yeah, that you wore over your shoulder. And it was a thousand dollars a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With no data. Yeah, that's no data. Yeah, well, we exactly. didn't know what data, we didn't know what data was. was. That's right. Yeah. Um, but they have got, so speaking about Samsung, they have got their, those earbud things that you carry on about. Which are awesome. And the smartwatches. And you can put an Xbox on your plan. Really? Yep. Why would you do that though? So you don't have to fork out a thousand bucks or whatever it is up front and you pay it off over. Yeah, but why would you buy an Xbox? Because PlayStation's a heaps better. <laughs> Wait, sponsors <laughs> messages. Can you just play oh, the game, please? And Piney 4, they're really good too. Cheapers. Are they still our sponsor? No, they're not, but they oh. are very good. Yeah, they good. fixed my ball bar for me yeah. last week, so happy days. I'm still at the old 486 days playing Doom, stuff like that. Oh, oh wow. Tetris. Mm. Yeah, right. <laughs> Tetris. My husband plays Tetris when he's packing the car. Yeah. Oh. Incredible. He's a Tetris master. <laughs> it's, it's insane the amount he can fit into the car. Anyway, Anthony, you're, you're here to talk to us about the dick. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I had to explain what the dick was actually to some senior people. It wasn't until I gave them mm. the acronym and they went, oh, of course. Um, anyway, it's going really, really well. Um, I kind of thought it would – when I first came on board, I thought, yeah, it, it will take off, which is exactly what it's doing. In the first week, we saw 11 people. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Some of those were double-up appointments, but we saw 11 people, and they were wow. word of mouth. Uh, I saw – and it's not just myself. It's both Billy and Esther as well. Mm-hmm. So Esther's, uh, Billy's there today. Mm-hmm. I'm there on Friday. But we're getting people just calling mm-hmm. or rocking up. Yeah, great. Um, and um, yeah, and I think it's getting steadier and steadier, and as the word's getting out too, yeah. you know. Like, and we're seeing some very, very serious presentations. It's not just well. Funny you should say that. I have had in the last two weeks, I've had two people bail me up down the street, yep. 
and hug me. I know that's not COVID safe or whatever, but we don't care about COVID when it's situations like this yeah. and say the fact that that drop-in centre's there, it has saved a life. This It has quite literally saved really? a life. Yep, twice. Wow. Nice. Yep. Good. Yep. And, you know, you hear things like that and you go, that's yeah. all we wanted. Like if we could save one life, yeah. awesome. quite literally save yeah. a life, that's all we want it to do. And I've heard it twice in the last two weeks. So wow. thanks for being here, Anthony. Do oh. you realise that, that that's the magnitude of effect that this is having? Uh I'm starting to get my head around it, mm. but um, it's a bit of a difficult question to ask. Uh, answer that one. Um, look, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be grandiose enough to say, oh, you know, we're saving the world. We're not. We're actually just doing a job. Mm. Um, and if we can help, and, and I'm a bit taken back by that. Mm. I, um, yeah, mm. we don't often get that feedback. Yeah, so mm. well done, you. Oh, no, I don't, yeah. I don't know who's oh, well, and Esther, I don't and know. Billy? Good luck to the, to, to the dick. I mean, mm. yeah. it doesn't mm. matter who's doing, but that's yeah. – Mm. I'll talk to you off air about that. Mm. So, um, also, uh, I had a conversation today with someone about their concern about someone else, and they don't know how to pro- like. What's the best way? Because obviously, like, they're not at the stage where they can call ambos or cops and say this yeah. guy's really struggling, but they feel like they're going downhill. Yeah, sure. What's the best way to get around it? Can, do you guys come out, and is that a good idea, or is that too con- uh, confrontational? Look, uh, look, it kind of flies against what the, the drop-in centre is about. But if someone is comfortable to walk in, or at least give me a call, yeah, um, come and do it. Yep. If it's a real concern, more than happy to do a home visit. But if it's that concerning, probably need to get psych triage involved. Yeah. Either or, but no, we we can do. But ideally, while we're at the drop-in center, we're in the drop-in center. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. If someone's got concerns, and I I got this last week, um, someone said, "Hey, look, I know the way it was. I know someone who knows someone who's got a concern about someone else, and of course, they came and saw me Friday." Yeah. So, I think well, it's, is it just part of that starting the conversation and hearing from you about yeah, just tell them to come in. It's that simple. Like, that's yeah, that, and that's, that's exactly that what I said mm. to this person when they said uh, they'll tell me about it, and they go. Well, do we call an ambulance? I said, well, not really, because at the moment it's not a crisis. No, and that's when you call an ambulance or the cops or something yeah. like that. I said, your best bet is is talk to this person and take him into the drop-in center. Yeah, see, absolutely. See if you can get him in there. And I, said, and I said that I've had a few conversations with Anthony, and uh, I think you're really approachable, and you'd be a really good guy to go and talk to. Mm. Oh, that's very nice of to say that. So Absolutely. I did talk you up. I haven't really had well, haven't, I do know uh, Esther and Billy, but not haven't had as many conversations with them. So oh, they're they're very approachable. Um, they're they're good guys. Those that those crew. I'm very happy to have you know. They're happy. good people. They are. <laughs> yeah, I okay. guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back at you. Um, I'm just going to do so some look- more training with all these. <laughs> <laughs> So look, there's a few ways. I mean, if if you can call me directly on my mobile, or just turn up there, or if people are not ha- comfortable with that, just give primary care a call. Yep. Or get their friend to drag them in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and sometimes that's what it takes, and you'll yeah, find the drag isn't actually that hard. It's just the getting them in the car and having that support of somebody else going with them a lot of the time. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a few ways around it. Some the, the there are there are cases where. This is what is going to happen, mm. right? Shut up, get in, hang mm. on. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Mm. Or people go, yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's happened a couple of times. We've actually yep. had, you know, concerned people bring somebody in. Mm. Um, that was part of the first week. I think we had three. Yeah, okay. You know, such and such is in a really bad way and they're not really able to function. Here they are. What can we do? And Yeah. You know. That's good though. Yeah. At, at least people are recognising it now. And even Donnie was saying last week or the yeah. week before, he was like well, – 
About the, people having the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Even people like him I think having – Fred mentioned it as well. Yeah, just having conversations that a year ago they wouldn't have been having. Well, it's very simple. You know, like mental health is one of these things that it's still – the taboo around that's huge um, mm. still. Um, but if you've got diabetes or you've got a broken leg – oh, my broken leg's driving me nuts today. I'm having a bit of a flat day mm. as opposed to, hey, look, I've got some issues around. Mm. I'm, just, I'm just having a bad day because this is what's going on. There's actually no difference. No. Yeah. It's, uh, there's that whole sort of ancient thing where you're, you're sick in the head, which is a great term, you're sick in the head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also, you are sick. Mm. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And this is, this is the thing. It's, um, it's yeah, it, it, is, it is an illness. It's, yeah. it's a, and yeah. literally, like, if someone had cancer, it would be like, oh, yeah, poor thing, they've got cancer, are they getting treatment? It's exactly the same. People Absolutely. need to look at it the exactly the same way. Mm. Also, the other thing I hear a lot too, today, and it still concerns me, someone's having whatever, I don't know, they're, they're suffering from whatever. Well, can't you just get over it? It's like, well, yeah, let's just get over our cancer. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. sorry, that aneurysm, yeah, I'll just get over I'll that. Get over yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, no problem. It's <laughs> yeah. that, that simple. I'm having a heart attack, I'll just get over oh, it. Oh, just get over <laughs> it, mate. Pull your, pull your socks up and yeah. just, you know, get on with it. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's that old school thinking though, isn't it, that, you know, what have you got to be depressed about? Just get over it. Mm. I heard that so much when I was crook. I heard that a lot from family. <laughs> Just, oh, come on. What have you got to be depressed about? Get over it. Yeah. Like every second day. Let's talk about the science behind this and then you might. Yeah. 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 I've had a, um, a client um, who was floridly psychotic. I mean, oh, I, I could explain it to you, but I'm talking, it was every tick box here, right, in the DSM-5 mm-hmm. back then. Um. The older brother said, "Oh, look, he's just putting this on." It's like, mate, he's you can't put it on. <laughs> how can you? How can you feign psychosis? I mean, mm. you know, I've seen people try, but he and he just couldn't be convinced. It's like, mate, this guy is yeah, he's mm. well. And you can, you can, people like you that are trained in this space would be able to see the difference between someone that's not quite as bad as what they're perhaps saying, or absolutely ticking every box. Yes or no, or you don't see. Can you explain the it first? Well, you know how you said he's put his brother like saying, when we go to someone, like we can tell, like if someone calls for us for chest pain mm. and you can go there and straight away you can say, this is not cardiac chest pain, this is more anxiety. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something you'll pick up straight you away. You know, that's how they diagnosed me first. I thought I was having heart attacks like yeah. every second day and passing out and whatever. Went to the doctor and they went, you're having anxiety attacks. It's not like put me on the ECG and whatever. Yeah. And they went, you're having anxiety. I went, no, I'm not. I, I don't get anxiety. What are you mm. talking about? As if... There's obviously something wrong with my heart. That, but that's what it felt like. It yeah. felt like you were having a heart attack. Yeah. But you know how your brother, how the brother said he's just putting this on. Yeah. You'd be able to tell someone that was just putting it on, surely. It's well, you can't feign psychosis. Mm. I've seen people try to do it, and it's like, yeah, good one, but nah. Yeah. Okay. Um, when somebody's psychotic, oh wow, you know, it's mm. it's it's pretty obvious. Oh, it's frightening. It's absolutely. It's, it's frightening. It's extremely frightening. Yeah. 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 Um, and depending on what type of psychosis they're having, it, c- it can be so inclusive of so many things. You, you, if you know what you're looking at, you can't yeah. not dodge it. And mm. then, yes, we like when we get him in the back of the ambulance, it, it is a bit scary for us. Mm. Absolutely. Because we've got nowhere to go. Yeah. Mm. But, and it's just a matter of reassuring the person that they're in a safe safe space, I suppose, and for us well, until we can get them to somewhere safer than an ambulance. Without mentioning names, this is 15, 20 years ago, a young 14-year-old girl who was quite floridly psychotic, who was being airlifted by our <laughs> excuse me, RFT. Is kind of tissue. Yeah, sure. sorry, mate. Excuse me. Um, COVID. So you, Just a COVID break. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you, 
out of out of her, out of being scary, not wearing, not wearing, not knowing where to go, she yeah. decompressed a plane at forty thousand feet. Oh, trying yeah. to get out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the policy that's around, not cool. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't cool. Wow, that was in New South Wales. So now yeah. the policy on this and transporting. Yeah, well, we've got the same policy. They, uh, our air guys won't uh, take it unless they're in a stable uh, condition, and even then, they're kind of hesitant. I won't go into what the, the policy was, but it was pretty pretty severe after that. But yeah, yeah, yeah nearly took the plane out. <gasps> oh my goodness, that's scary. Yep. Mm. So with the dick, the yeah. dropping centre is dick. what the dick stands for. Charlie shakes his head because he's such I'm innocent, so and yeah, 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 pure well, of yeah. mind. Well, uh, and also too, uh, <laughs> you can call an ambulance if you can't get into the drop-in centre. Mm. Won't call it the dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, uh, and there is things that we can do now. Like, so we, and I think we've mentioned it before, uh, our new program, um, the teleprompt program. Mm. So we have online uh, psychologists where you can do face-to-face with a phone and we hook you up. Yeah, right. But you've got to be, you've got to tick so many boxes because we've asked anything that's, uh, you're going to harm yourself. Yeah. We're taking you straight away. Yeah. Mm. Um, it has to be very mild uh, cases. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And, so we're trying to do that thing because, especially in rural Victoria, um, we don't we just don't have twenty four hour mental health services. Mm. No, <laughs> that whole that whole risk thing underpins the whole business, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so sometimes, uh, well, when we like after hours, we'll take someone into Mildura and, and they'll literally just be on the phone to someone at Bendigo. Mm. And so what this teleprompt is doing is hopefully it's more of a face to face thing, and hopefully it'll work better. Mm, okay. We'll see how it goes. Mm. It's still in trial phase. Well, I think it's out of the trial phase and we're using it. Yeah, yeah okay. Cool. Interesting. So the, the uh, drop-in centre yes. is n- still functioning Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Absolutely. Great. Bill's no- in there this morning? Yep. Um, 9.30 to 1? Yep. Great. And we're not just that, we're also providing clinics to the schools now, which is good, twice right. a, once nice. a week. So each school gets a clinician. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And is that getting, is that getting much of a – Interaction. Mm, it, it is. It is. Yeah. Good. It is. Uh, more and more people are. More and more students are coming to see us. Yep. Um, he, he sent an Esther to that one because she'd be the cool kid out of the least. No offense. <laughs> yeah. Well, she t- totally is the cool kid. She is the yeah, cool kid out of the least. <laughs> yeah. uh, she certainly is. Isn't yeah. it? <laughs> a bit of a crusty old grey. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good that it's being used though. It the is. Service is being used it in is. schools, and it's a great space too. You know, like it really is. It's it's one of those things people walk into. I had a lady in right serious crisis the other day. She came in with somebody. Instead of that stuffy old office, she just came in, sat on the couch, and you could just see her decompress straight yep. up. It's like because the environment, for some reason, that office is just really cool. Mm. The way it's been set up, mm. um, it's got light, which is good. It's yeah. got light. It's yeah. just, it's just. Look, let's just sit down and have a chat and have a conversation. We need it's to not- put some paintings on the wall, though, and I'll yes. tell you about it. My next project for yes. the forty-two k. But okay. also, is that is that too stimulating? Though, do you need? Mm. Do you need a? Oh. Is it better to have a? And I know we had this conversation. I, you said I look into things too much, but is it better? You do look into things too much. You're an overthinker. If rooms uh, like have nothing, or? sometimes. Well, look if a, if a person's highly aroused, right, and like you see them high dependency units in psych wards and stuff, they've got a very neutral colour. That's actually mm. the psychology behind it. It's a very calming, passive colour, like yeah. a, like a really, like a really pale, blunt, blue. pale pastel pink. Yeah. yeah. Apparently has a calming effect. I don't mm. know if we go that far. Sometimes a, a picture on the wall can be a really good distraction. Mm. Yeah. So if we were – because my next project for the 42K to raise some more money because we want to keep you people around yeah. is a 24-hour swimathon oh, in God. March. Don't go, oh, God. It's supposed to go, yay, that sounds like oh, a no, great no, idea. I just, just 
Okay. That does sound good. Are you going to swim for 24 hours? No. See, what the deal is, you have six teams and each team needs to keep – so it's it's like a relay or it's like a team – situation. So you have a team of 10 to 15 people over 24 hours. You have to keep someone in the pool in your lane over the course of 24 hours. Sorry, I just defaulted to your poor husband in the pool for 24 hours doing lap after lap. My poor husband can't can't swim. It'll be her. He can't swim. (laughs) Well, he can swim, but he can't float. So he doesn't (laughs) swim. It'll be me. Oh, yeah, it'll wow. be me doing it. And I did it last year in Swan Hill for Chances for Children. It's a great way to raise money and just awareness and all that, yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So, And MS do it. They do their yeah. 24-hour – Yeah, the, uh, instead of the readathon, they have a swimathon these days, which is kind of cool. So I thought, why shouldn't Robin Vale be yeah, why not? involved in something yeah. like that? So uh, my point was because you've got the kids – bit there, mm-hmm. there could be um, funds raised for an iPad and some headphones for kids if kids have to come in and they don't need to hear all of that stuff. Yep. Um, and some art for the walls. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Like an Arnie Barb piece or something. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. We have got a little bit of money left over. We're giving that to Resp. I was going to bring in all the coins just to give to you. Oh, that'd be great. Thanks. <laughs> but I have found a coin counter at a bank, so I'm going to, I'll am gonna. i do are that you, first. You know what recipe is, Anthony? No. Uh, so it's a Rumvale Euston Suicide Prevention Yes, um, I do know what it is. Yeah. Uh, and that's what she's talking about. I'm the chair of it. Okay. Esther's on it. I was going to say yeah, Esther's, Esther's on it. Yeah, yeah. Esther's on that. She's, yeah. she's spoken about it before. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, cool. Mm, but I'm not going to make you. So the the bag of coins is obviously from the um, – the money tins, but also Yak and Donna O'Connor went around their house, like under couches and in, <laughs> in Yak's jock drawer and emptied, I'm not even joking, in Yak's, no one wants to think about Yak's jock drawer, I swear to God, but they emptied all the coins out of it and came up with $400-odd, nearly $500, plus the coins from the, the money tins. So that's going to go to rest wow. when I decide to lift it off. It's quite heavy yeah. when I decide to lift it off the kitchen floor. There you go. So there you go. But the swimathon is going to go to some more functional things for the clinic. And I thought, you know, if it was me, and I'm putting myself in that position. If I had to take the kids in, if there was an iPad there with, and I know most people probably will bring their own, but if you don't have the resources to have your own Mm. and you don't want the kids listening into what's going on. Unfortunately, they may, in a lot of cases, already know what's going on. But anyway, I I take your point. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But also, mate, mate, mate. Might make the parent feel more comfortable. Yes, yeah, that's absolutely. right. Yeah. Well, think. we've got a cute little kids area there. Yeah. It is. It's really cute. It is really like cute. It, I have a bit of a cluck. It's like all oh, you need <laughs> little bubby chairs. I've got two that you can sit in at any time if you want to take yeah. them from here. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I can just sit there. They won't make you cluck for long. <laughs> oh, no. No. I, mm. I, I still have my moments of clucking this. But um, look, it's going really well. Really impressed with it. Really grateful for the support that it's got. Mm. It's a great venue. Um, it's starting to trickle in a little bit more. Great. So the word's kind of getting out there, which is good. Mm. Uh, my fear is we're going to have a flood, but that, yeah. that's okay. If we do, we do. Yeah, that's okay. Well, there's three of you. You'll cope. Well, what often <laughs> happens that one, is that, That's know, great. And we've got access to GPs too, so, yeah. you know, we can basically uh, – and the GPs are great. We just mm. fit them straight in and we get it sorted. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's really good. Um, excellent. So we can just you- walk in. During yeah, those hours. Absolutely. Or you can ring ahead to primary care. 
look, you can ring ahead. Look, just get there. It doesn't matter how. Mm. Just get there. Yeah. And also, too, I mean, I know that we've got the three days, the, the, you know, the prescribed three days, but to yeah. be perfectly honest with you, if you walk in on crisis, we're not going to go, sorry, can you come back and see us? Yeah, yeah. on one of the three days. And that's you know, kind of the yeah. point of the yeah. whole thing. And yeah. that's exactly it. So, yeah. you know, apart from the drop-in centre, it's it's principal days. If somebody, you know, a crisis can't wait usually. Mm. Yeah. Um, no, that's right. Have your heart attack next week. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't quite work that way. So, um, hey, if you have to prescribe to drugs, you can't do that. You have to refer them to a GP, don't you? It, no. It, look, if we make a recommendation that some chemical interventions required, um, probably around sleep. Yeah. Really, it's one of the main things that you look at, as well as one of the main things is people aren't sleeping, and that's that in itself is a problem. Yep. So it can be from medication review, medication increase, a commencement of medication, or to something or a hypnotic or something just to help them mm. sleep mm. Uh, and get through it. So, oh, a hypnotic that sounds fun. Sleep, <laughs> Valium, mother's little helper. Oh, we like mummy's little. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> isn't that god, terrible? So, mother's yeah, mummy's little helper, and uh, what was god. the one around Sherry? Oh. Mummy's. I mean, you know, years ago, back yeah, in the, yeah, but 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 by about kids Sherry. get home after school and mum yeah. sort of put Sherry in their milk, she, you, <laughs> three well, sheets gone, yeah, <laughs> the cooking shit. Yeah, it was like something from the fifties where Sherry was the popular drink for mothers because oh. they were home all day. Yeah, Bex, yeah. Bex, mm. yeah, lay down, and have a Bex. No, that's that's right, Bex. It, looks, it was kind of like a Panadol, but not kind of like a Panadol, but what was not. In Bex? I don't know, but they took it off the mark because it was yeah. carcinogenic. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but that was the thing. Like, and the, the ads, the old ads were backstairs better. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. All right, Anthony. Thanks for coming in today. We really You're appreciate. No, I really appreciate coming in. So actually, I I dig the bar. Do you? Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. I'm happy to come in anytime. <laughs> Fantastic. Next time. Well, eventually, I won't say next time, but eventually. This will all be soundproofed. Yeah, right. Because mm. things are picking up again. Like the activity at Network House is picking up again. Axis employment are back here a couple of week, a couple of days a week. Jack's got the um, the raffle thing happening that we'll talk about shortly. Yeah, um, and a few other things. Will that so. make this just stop sound from coming in? Yeah, and sound going out because they need to stop my voice from travelling down the passage. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Believe mm. it or not, she's loud. <laughs> <laughs> No, thank so. you very much, Jade mm. and Charlie. No, no problem. No we'll talk to you again soon. Cool. Building in an industrial estate to industrial specs and on an industrial scale can be overwhelming. The permits, the planning, the construction and everything else. But it doesn't have to be. Fisher Developments can manage your entire project and construct the most magnificent building on the block. A stunning showroom with a large shed for storage, Fantastic factories with comfortable administration offices to allow your business to boom. Staggering sheds that are practical and allow you to get the job done. That's what we do. Get in touch with us to find out how we can develop your industrial dream. Fisherdevelopments.com.au Fisher Developments. Developing dreams. News for the Vale with State Member for Mildura, Ali Kapper. Not with me, Nova 100's Nicole Gunn from Coronavirus Central of Melbourne, but these podcasters from Robinvale. Podcaster, because everybody else has stood me up today. Donnie can't come. He's obviously in the pool. Charlie is now team leader. And he said, and I quote verbatim, Ali's not important enough for me to leave my post at Ambulance Victoria. If she needs me, she can call me. Have her people call my people. 
that's that's fine. Totally understand it. I'm I'm not here like you know administering CPR to anyone who's in like you know like near death. So mm. I, he he is way more important. Don't tell him that. We don't need to. <laughs> don't say that publicly. He's, I told Sorry, him. His, okay, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll keep that on the download from now on. Yeah, well, I've told him he's lost touch with the common man now that he's doing this <laughs> team leader thing. You'd want to just keep in touch with us common folk. But yeah, that's right. I know. I, it is quite disrespectful, but, you know, we'll take it. Mm-hmm. Are you enjoying your cup of tea at Parliament House? Yes, it's very British, isn't it? <laughs> Here I am taking taking tea. <laughs> taking tea after question time at Parliament. At least you're not creeping around in the basement like you've been doing the rest of the week. Yeah, well, uh, th- well, that's true. Exactly, that's right. Because I have been in the basement, mm. and I said I mentioned <laughs> well, this to but, someone. But to clarify, just to clarify for people um, who are listening, because otherwise they will think that that's like way, way uh, weirder than it is. That's fine. <laughs> I see you brought it up, Jade. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what um, in in Parliament? A lot of the ministers' offices are like down, like um, down, kind of like in. Feels a little bit like you know um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. You know that that scene where all the rats are. Do you know really? that scene? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But anyway, so without the rats, it's not rats. Oh, I was going to say, but, but, oh, you know, no. like but, but you know, like those underground sort of cavernous sort of um, little windy corridors and things. Mm. Um, the cat, like, is it like how old is is Parliament House in Victoria? Is it old, old? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like really old. Yeah. Like so. So. Um. And and everything's been like it, it. really is a beautiful case study in how you um merge old and new. Mm. You know. So there's kind of like lots of little modern touches, but the but they've been able to sort of yeah um retain the original you know uh, basics of the building. Mm. And and so what what um. But, but there's all these little stories everywhere. So so where we sort of come in, so from the back entrance, sort of where the, they do the doorstop interviews with the media and stuff, and you come through a corridor and that's where the horses used to be. Oh. Where, you know, giddy up, you'd ride your horse to Parliament. You, surely, you they would be getting, surely they would be getting brought to Parliament in a carriage. They wouldn't be riding. <laughs> well, maybe they were the horses for the carriage. Yeah, right. Like, so, yeah, so yeah, I'm so picturing... I'm picturing like old London style underground cavern, like the it tube. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. is that, that. That's what it, it kind of looks like, and you've got this really old stonework and mm. whatever. Um, and then you've got sort of like you walk around the back, and at the, 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 like the external wall outside, you know, big old stonework. There's like a fireplace built in. Oh, and it looks like it's kind of like an outdoor fireplace, but it's not. It was actually. Parliament was was supposed to be bigger, but they ran out of money. So <laughs> oh, they've got so, so what was going to be an, an internal wall and an internal fireplace is now just this random external fireplace in this in a space that makes no sense. The other thing that was going to happen too was there was going to be like a big Capitol Hill style spire thing. Oh, you know, on on the or Capitol building, you yeah. know, like in the US, that mm. big famous you know congr- congressional building. Um, that was a similar thing was going to be on the top of Victorian Parliament. They ran out of money. Hmm. Yeah, there's always little stories. Interesting. Really Very interesting. Yeah. Now, talking about Victorian Parliament, the budget was released this week and we got money. Yay! <laughs> I'm not sure if I've got my applause up there. No, I don't. I won't I won't press that because I think it's Donnie talking. But yay! Yeah, I know. It was so so excited. It was so good, you know. Um 
because the thing is, and this is what I've been telling people, like, you know, you, you lobby for things. Sometimes you think you're getting a positive signal about something, but you're not quite sure. Um, there's a lot of kind of guesswork and reading between the lines because, you know, as an independent, you know, I um, can have an, an independent can influence the government, mm. you know, can be in a strong position to negotiate being on the crossbench. Um, but I'm not the government. I don't, I don't, I'm not the treasurer. Mm. So you, you just don't know and, until, until budget morning. Mm. And so, um, yeah, we were just oh, so good day. Like we, we got the, because um, they, they bring around, this is, this is a bit exciting too. So we're, we're in the office and then it's kind of like a tea lady, but only the tea lady rather than tea, it's budget papers. <laughs> On a trolley? <laughs> Has she got a trolley in an apron? <laughs> No, no, well, no, that's the problem. But that's something maybe I should suggest for next year. Mm. So so she um, comes around or he comes around um, and then delivers these big stacks of budget papers. So you can't sort of do one of those Control-F kind of searches for Muldura. So you've got to literally old school style oh. go through these these big, thick volumes. I don't know if I've got don't have handy. Oh, well, like, oh, just hang on one sec. So this was like one of the packs, like that's how oh, it is. Yeah, so, right. So you get this, and and until and so though it was, it gets delivered about ten thirty, and then the budget's delivered in Parliament. I think it was about twelve thirty. Yeah, okay. Um, so so you were kind of reading it and going through, and so Simon grabbed a, one of the one of the volumes, and I grabbed something, and Jimmy grabbed something else. We're going through, going through, um, and it's like, oh, we found hope, Jen. Awesome. It's like. Oh my god, Mabinsa as well, and it's like, oh my god, the Robinsdale Sea like road, like, yeah, and it was just, you know, so it was really exciting, and and the Muldura South thing was huge too because, you know, you're, a, I mean, you're a count, well, Madam Deputy Mayor, yeah. you would understand this, you know, when when council's been working on a big project for a long time. Um, it's just so rewarding and exciting when you finally get that last bit of funding to realise this big. Ambition. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's awesome. Yeah, and hopefully that um, sporting precinct will hopefully bring more state, hopefully with the airport as well, bring be able to have more state competitions and tri-state competitions right. and all that kind of stuff. So that's awesome. Um, and the $10 million for the Robinvale Sea Lake Road, we need to highlight that that's all new money. This doesn't include yep. the, the nearly $3 million of repairs that were done this no, year. It's all brand new money. So... Which is really cool. So, yeah. so we've heard that the the um, you know the the works that have already been done have have been an improvement, but it's going to get better again. It's an extra ten million dollars. And I mean, I not you know I look, it's you know I mean to I, I st- I'm not a roads engineer, so I sort of can't I don't know what the ten million dollars exactly is going to do. Mm. Um, but I guess what we can assume is that you know if if, if there can be you know. A, let's say at least perceptible improvements with $2.9 million and there's presumably going to be some, you know, tangible, meaningful improvements out of $10 million. And And all I want to know is that, you know, my community, my electorate is safer. Yes. Well, this was primarily a matter of safety, also efficiency for freight, but the mm. bigger issue for me was about safety. Oh. And we, we, we had families and school buses on that road and it was just dangerous. Yeah, 100% it's about safety. What would make it safer? And this is a bit of a... This is a bit of a bugbear of mine, and I know people have said, "Well, you know, the Murray Basin Rail project, you know, there's higher priorities." And I'm like, "Yeah, but if we had the money to complete that, that would take some of those trucks off that Robinvale Sea Lake Road, which hasn't been maintained anyway." And there has been 48 million allocated 
to that. And I thought, great, okay, well, that's a start. Now we need the feds to come to the party. Um, mm-hmm. And do you know why? Here's a question, and I don't know whether you'll be able to mm-hmm. answer this, but the the original business case has now re- been revised. Do you know why it was revised? Is it just because the funding ran out? Uh uh no the well the I'll, I'll tell you what I've been told yeah. the, the the reason I was given um by the the transport minister's office is that the the business case had been the, the original business case had been done a long time ago um so I think the money so so the, the funding the project was announced in 2014 mm-hmm. but I my understanding though is in 2014 they were using a business case or, or assumptions that had been um, set even even earlier than that. So I can't remember off the top of my head what the actual time frame was, but I remember, mm. but put it this way, the, the, the business case was at least six years old, yeah. six or seven years old um, when we got to 2000 and, you know, 20, let's say, yeah. to, the, to where we are now. Mm. So, so there was some, um, again, what I was told, I'm not saying I, you know, this is the case, yeah, yeah. but this was the, the analysis that I was given or the justification um, that, you know, certain assumptions that were made then um, didn't transpire. So things like, you know, the, um, the yeah, mineral sands, for example, that was one example given um, mm. that, that um, certain things that they assumed would happen in that industry didn't happen. So therefore it, it didn't necessitate the same um, improvements or upgrades or emphases on certain parts of the track. Uh, the the other thing I was given, um, and this was the this was the justification for um, the standardisation of, of Sea Lake and Manangatang lines being axed, mm. was that that was going to create issues further down the track um, at Ballarat. So that would then necessitate, if they did that, what you gained, you'd then lose because of the delays that you would get because of a certain bottleneck at Ballarat. Is that because they haven't got the same broad gauge lines in belt coming into Ballarat? I, I I think yeah, I suspect so. So so there would have been some issue about, you know, you can um you know, it would have been about like, you know, to, to what extent once you get to Ballarat, how many, how many trains and how often can that part of the track accommodate? Mm. And 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 if that's limited, then it's it's sort of not worth Shouldn't that have been explored the in the original shouldn't that have been explored and come out in the original business case? Well see, okay, so this is the other problem, right? So um and this is this is politics, but I'm again I'm just telling you what I've been told. Um, that that um, the business case that was prepared by the coalition, because this was a coalition, uh, essentially it was a, it was a promise by the coalition or a commitment by the coalition. It was costed and it was funded um, in forward estimates in 2014. There was there was an election at the end of 2014, right? Mm-hmm. So the coalition had essentially um, prepared a business case to justify the project. Yep. Um, the Victorian coalition government at the time had committed $220 million to it. The federal um, government, coalition government at the time had also contributed $220 million. Mm-hmm. So it was going to be a $440 million project. Mm-hmm. Then the Victorian coalition lost government in in um, November 2014. Then came in the Andrews government. They got the business, ca- the business case that had been prepared by the coalition government and they signed off on it. 
right? So, so um, as it turned out, it was a dodgy business case. Yeah. It, was a, it was a business case that just didn't stack up. And mm. this, this often happens in relation to rail projects because what we have um, – rail infrastructure is very complex and very bloody expensive. So a little bit of a, um, a, a mistake or an error or a miss, you know, a slightly wrong assumption in one part of a costing can have massive cost blowout. Mm. And that's what right? we're seeing so, now. Mm. And, and rail, it's particularly, um, rail is particularly fraught mm. with, with, with this because there's so many things that can go wrong that can be difficult to foresee. Mm. So so in terms of my position on that, it's like, and this is what I've said all along with the Murray Basin Rail Project, it's like I just want someone somewhere to fund this. I'm not interested in laying blame because the most likely scenario here is that the um, the business case and the costings done by the Victorian Coalition government were probably um, too optimistic as to what could be achieved with the money that they had mm. and also too optimistic in terms of the condition of the track in the first place, that it was much worse, it was in much worse condition than had been assumed. And then you had the Labor government who then got this business case and they didn't check it out well enough and signed off on it. Right. So, so there's kind of there's kind of fold and blame on on both yeah. on both sides if you really want to go there. But mm. to me, it's like I just don't even care. I don't. Yeah. I'm not interested in that. I just I just want to get the money, mm. and I don't and I don't want um I don't want uh, Menangatang and Sea Lake to be thrown under the bus. Like my 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 thing would be if if. If those lines can't be standardised because of issues at Ballarat, you've got to fix up Ballarat too. Correct, exactly. Yeah, you know, and so and so then you've got the next impasse, which is okay. So the cost is blown out. Let's just say that we're all responsible for it. Mm. At the end of the day, this community needs this. Mm. So okay, so now we're going to talk about contributions. Now the, the Victorian government was saying um, we think that the contribution should be eighty twenty. Mm-hmm. So twenty percent for the um, for the state to put in, and eighty percent for the feds, because the, the the general convention for rail projects of this nature is that's the breakdown: eighty percent feds, twenty percent state. Does that then mean that the feds would have to continually maintain a VicTrack asset? Like, that, doesn't that? I I get why in the first place it was 50-50 because, you know, being VicTrack and VicRail and whoever else is involved in those departments, would would it have been 50-50 in the first place because of how problematic it would be having the feds put money into VicRail or no? So so the Yelta line is one of the few... um, track lines. Oh, right, okay. So, so it is, that's the, one of the things that is unique about the Yelta line. So mm-hmm. um, it's not like it is just um, state infrastructure, mm-hmm. like the state the state manage it, um, but but that's always been, you know, talk, done a lot of advocacy over the years for passenger rail, mm-hmm. and that was one of the key, one of the key um, uh, arguments we're making that, look, you know, the passenger, yeah, it, would, it will cost a lot of money to restore passenger rail to Mordura, but if the feds and the state both contribute, Mm. Which they can because of the unique nature of this line, right? Okay. Then, then mm. it, it could become far more affordable for everybody. You mm. know. Um, so yeah. So look to, to me the, the the so basically it's a shit fight, right? Yeah. Oh, it's so a massive shit fight. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, look the um the the fact that there's been forty eight million dollars um put into the project is is important because it's going to have you know it's a step towards. However. 
Jimmy's just come in. Mm. It's it's a step. It's it's one step further towards realizing you know the new business case, let's say. Um, but I've made it very clear to um, my transport minister um, in the Victorian Parliament that it's not okay, and and it's and it's deeply disappointing mm. to, to people in my electorate. You know mm. how upset that I am that that it's my electorate that's been thrown under the bus. Yeah, she's very well aware of that. Um, and I'm just going to keep, you know, just keep. And I think there's a couple of, and- yeah, and that's, you know, that's your job to keep, you know, advocating and hopefully things come off. But I think there's two things with regard to this Murray Basin Rail Project that from a public perception point of view is yeah. that at the time when um, the state government walked away from it, there was a tunnel being built under Melbourne. Um, so it was public perception that, and it's not all, it's not always the case, but the public perception is, oh, they've taken the money from us in the country again and put it under Melbourne. The other thing that kind of, yeah, we're getting $48 million in this budget, but then you look at Geelong and the fast track to improve that passenger rail line by five minutes and they're getting something like $2 billion. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I know. I agree with you. Mm. I totally agree. Um, and so... And so it's it's just you know business as usual for me you know we, we just we just keep arguing we just mm. keep advocating we just keep using everything you know all the tools at our disposal to to um, you know try and persuade the government to do the right thing mm. and, and to not sell us out I mean the um, you know the the thing is this is the other thing that's that's frustrating for me the only reason we're talking about freight rail lines is because we with the government has never seen it as their responsibility to provide us with passenger rail every other line is is in much better condition across the state because mm. they've got passenger rail first and once you've got a, a, tr- a line that's built for passenger rail freight just effortlessly yeah always has it as well met. Mm. yeah because because the track the the the, the track um is at least if it's good for passenger trail, it's, it's passenger rail. It's easily good enough for yeah. freight. Um, so, so that's the other problem. It's you know the, the um, uh, rail generally is a is um, I think a a the signature um, item um, that that demonstrates our chronic neglect. That's over a really good way to put it. Governments yeah. over. You know, decades. Mm. Um, that that is, we we can hold that up. Whether you want to talk in terms of freight or passenger terms, mm. hold that up as the 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 you know exhibit A mm. of the neglect of the northwest. Mm. And um, I think that and, and, yeah, yeah. I think I think that extends into other forms of transport as well. I was just talking to a local bus uh, provider earlier, um, and I won't go into what we were chatting about but the trouble that he's had with getting extra routes and all of this stuff um, that would be great and so good for the social welfare of particularly our workers and itinerant workers that might come to Robinvale for the season, no transport, et cetera, et cetera. Having Mm -hmm. um, public transport around the Robinvale district would be amazing, but keeps getting caught up in the bureaucracy. Um, so yeah. it's, you know, it's not rail. You're absolutely right. It's a, that's a really good way to explain rail is, you know, the thorn in the side of northwestern yeah, yeah. Victoria. And, for- it's, and it's, and it's the, you know, to the eternal shame of, of successive governments, like I said. And I mean, I, you know, I, um, I think the responsibility or the role for Anne and I 
um, is to just talk to our respective governments and and just just continue to push mm. and continue to highlight um, the necessity of rail for our basic connectivity and well-being and prosperity. Mm. Um, we, we shouldn't be left behind as we have been because this is the other problem because if you if you neglect a rail if you neglect rail infrastructure, the problem is trying to play catch up mm. becomes so expensive, if not prohibitive. And 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 then you kind of you're continually lost in the wilderness, and the, and then the ability to to catch up just becomes harder and harder and harder and harder, mm. and that bar just keeps getting higher and higher and higher. Um, and 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 that's one of the, the things for me. It's like you know, wh- wh- where are we heading with this? Ultimately, road trains everywhere. Well, and this is the thing, you Ellie. Know, what, what's the end point? Well, and this is exactly my point from a council point of view at the moment. You know, mm. the roads are deteriorating because our trucks are getting bigger and we don't have uh, a grid network at the moment. So the trucks have got to the point where they're A-doubles now, which is the same axle load as a B-double, which we can get permits Mm. for on council roads. But we can't get permits now. There's no grid network that allow permits to be issued by officers um, for A-doubles, which are needed because the produce coming out of this area in particular is mm. so huge, you know, the yeah, volumes yeah. of potatoes for, for carrots that need to get to processing in other states, yeah. you know, the yeah. need for that. And, you know, my argument has been, well, you know, if if they're the same axle load, and forgive me if I'm crazy in thinking this, but it's the same axle load, so rather than do one trip, on our roads, couldn't we just do? Or they're making us do three trips, but then if we could get rid of that, the need for a doubles and get them on the train, mm. a much better oh, yeah, outcome for everybody. It's 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 so it's so much more efficient, and it and it gives um, our growers a real competitive edge. You know, all, all of these things are just you know they're they're a matter of um, basic equity and parity mm. across the state. Mm. Um, you know, and and look. You know, rail um, and transport infrastructure costs a lot of money. We mm. we don't doubt that, um, but show us the money. Exactly, like, yeah. Show know, us the money, and um, because because we're worth it. I mean, my my electorate is is or our electorate is is contributing. You know, more than three billion dollars a year to the economy. Yeah. We're worth it. Uh yeah. You know, I mean that that investment pays for itself, and um and you know, I mean look. Um, the we're, we're in these negotiations about the Murray Basin Rail project, right? Um, you know, the, the state the state has put down forty eight million dollars. Um, that being, they're saying is is you know twenty percent of, of of what it's going to cost to complete the revised the revised version. So let's just stick with that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in the last federal budget, there was like three hundred four hundred million dollars given by the feds to rail projects in Shep and Warrnambool. Mm. And what for know, so even oh, though, Is that directly to the port? Uh, I'd have to look. Yeah, but okay. Point, point B, it was a Warrnambool, you know, the Warrnambool yeah. line or whatever. So um, so it's not that the gov- the feds aren't investing in freight rail mm. infrastructure, mm. Um, but they are. Mm. Um, it just it just needs to start coming to us. Yeah, that's right. You know? Yeah. So, so, so that's the, I guess that's my position too at this point in time. Like, I, you know, I, I you know, I know that the I appreciate the argument that the state needs to pay more, but at the moment, in terms of the the the, um, the, the revised business case, 
the state has put money forward, mm. but we're just waiting on the – so, again, you know, it, it's a two-way street. We need everybody pulling in the same direction. Mm. I'm, I'm not here to defend the government, the state government on this. I'm not a member of the state government. I'm mm. not here to do that. But I'm, I'm here to try and, you know, implore all of the relevant stakeholders to, um, you know, to, to chip in. Bang their heads together and just get it done. Simple yeah, as yeah. that. Just get it done because it is a priority um, for and, everyone. And it might, um, well, that's right. I mean, one of the things for us, I think, you know, the advantage last time is, is it can help when you've got like a state government and a federal government that are of the same colour. Oh, yeah. They're, they're way more likely to try and, you know, negotiate these sorts of things. But at the moment we've got kind of, I guess, the, the other unlucky aspect that we've got, you know, Labor government, state level, coalition government, federal level, you know, not um, that don't like I mean, each it, other. It, it doesn't fully explain it because the Fed still gave big money to Warren and Bolton Share. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, Shepparton and um, Shepparton and for a long time was like Mordura, so it it had been desperately neglected in a whole lot of ways. Um, their their um, current MP Susanna Sheed ran ran on the platform of um, stand up, it's our turn. Mm-hmm. Right, which mm-hmm. was a really effective catch cry. And she's she, an independent and, and too, isn't she? And literally, yeah, she is. Mm. And Suzanne Sheed, she um, she won. She won that seat. I think with I can't even remember the swing. The swing was insane after a twenty nine day campaign. Wow! She came from out of nowhere, and she won that seat. And since then, that seat has just been you know, rail, hospital, schools. Have, have received so much funding, um, which is great. Like it's it's great for share, mm. um, but certainly you know um, if if you know I, I'm I you know one as an independent you know fairly vocal independent and and I'm sort of thinking that um, you know we're we're in line for that same sort of call. You know, well, it's our turn, Shep. You've had your turn now. Yeah, <laughs> now it's, it's more turn. turn. <laughs> well, that 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 would be exactly what what your advantage is now being an independent and, you know, Labor being the mortal enemy of the coalition, now is the time yeah. to absolutely take advantage because we'll want to keep you there. 100%. You know, as as an independent, one of the first, I mean, look, I have definitely um, done everything I can to develop a good relationship with Daniel like because people, people sort of... Um, sometimes make the assumption that because I was um, Labor um, back in the day that, that um, you know, I, we're all best mates and I know them all really well. Aren't I don't. You? Like I, I don't. <laughs> um, but, but one of the things that I was, I've been really conscious of too, you know, since being elected is to try and cultivate a good relationship with the opposition because as an independent you're kind of like a, you know, you're a bit of a mercenary in a way. You need to be able to work with both sides. And, um, you know, and, and people have often said to me, oh, if, if, if there was a hung parliament, what would you do? I assume you're just going to vote with Labor. And my response is always that I'll vote with whoever is offering us the best deal mm, mm. Um, because I have, I was elected with a job to do and that was to change the game and get get a better deal for the people of the Northwest. And, and the way I do that isn't by, um, you know, um, guaranteeing loyalty mm. to one side. That's not the recipe. That's that's what got us into this mess in the first place, you well, know, always having a 
always having a safe seat, um, you know, um, party politician who wouldn't rock the boat and who um, had the balance of power for four years but refused to use it. Mm. Um, that that was the problem. So so my um, my role is is to make sure that that doesn't happen on my watch. Um, and that's why, you know, my my, um, my support would go to whoever's giving us the best deal. You, it would be an incredibly powerful position to be in, incredibly powerful yeah. if oh, that yeah, was the yeah. case, wouldn't and it? It's, and it's happened before. Mm. So, so Russell Savage, who was our independent for, for Mildura, um, you know, back in the uh, 2000s, like early 2000s and late 90s, oh, I've lost track of time now. Anyway, whatever. I think it was, yeah, late 90s, early 2000s. Um, you know, he had the balance of power at one point. Mm. Um, and, and he, I mean, the, the thing that was difficult for him is that he, he put all of his um, eggs in the train basket and then wasn't able to get the train. Mm. Um, he, he would say, though, that um, there were strategic missteps he made and if, and if he had his time again, he would do things differently. Um, and at that time too, like the whole phenomenon of independence was quite a new thing, yeah. you know, it, um, whereas independence, I think, you know, much more savvy now, you know, much, much more savvy at navigating big party politics and working out how to maximise um, the, the the results for their electorate. Um, and he also did a lot of good things too. He didn't get the train, but there was, you know, we, we got, um, you know, new schools and we got new courts and new police station. And so there's still big infrastructure. Um but yeah, I think look, I, I think that when 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 you get to a point where there is just palpable neglect by governments of a region, having an independent in your corner is a good move. Of course, I'm going to say that, Jade. Why would I not? I say was going to say, of course, you're going to say that. You have to say that. Um, but that's you know, that's and your again, job. We did just get 150. We we did just get 150 million dollars in the budget. Yeah, so. which is awesome, and 10 million dollars, which is what yeah. we for the Robin Valsey Lake Road, which is what we wanted to congratulate you on today. Look, it's not the 30 million that we asked for, but gee whiz, it's a big improvement, and it's a lot of money coming our way. So happy, happy it's days. Pretty- yeah, yeah. So, so when I was um, when I was campaigning and and, and coming to to Robinvale, um, you know, met with a few different locals, and and the, I was just said, "What's your issue? What's the big issue?" And the big issue that was put to me was the Robinvale Sea Lake Road, um, and I said, "Okay, so has it been costed yet?" And I was told, um, uh, "Yeah, it's been costed at two point six million." That's what I was told. So, so then when I, yeah, I know, so hear, hear me out. So I, this is just what I was told. Like mm-hmm. I had no idea mm-hmm. at the time. And I've learned a lot about roads, roads costing since. But, but they were, they had said that that they'd been informed that it was going to cost $2.6 million. So it was on my list of, you know, things. Um, didn't get $2.6 million. Um, instead, we've got nearly $13 million mm. for the road. Mm. Um, and it's not 30 million, but it's still a lot of money. Um, and it's still going to make that road a lot safer. Mm. Um, and, you know, let, let's see. I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day. Like we might, you know, there, there might be further opportunities for funding. We'll mm. see. I mean, it's not over yet. I've still got two more years. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Well, keep us up to date um, with it. And the 2.6 that did go into it has certainly made improvements, but now we've hit grain harvest again with all those big trucks and, you know, it's mm. an ongoing saga. So the result yeah. is fantastic and I was very, very excited. We were sitting in council and I was next to Councillor Jeffrey, and he gave me a bit of a nudge and showed me his phone and went, check this out on Tuesday. And that was <laughs> when I quickly messaged you. I mean, I was... 
paying attention at the same time, but I quickly messaged you and went, oh, oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> so, yay, congratulations. Um, and keep us in the loop and enjoy your tea is sitting in Parliament House. Yeah, I know. So civilised. <laughs> very civilised and very British. Uh, that's a whole other it conversation is, yeah. that will continue another day as well. Ellie, thanks so much for your time today. Um, thanks, Jade. We'll catch up with you soon. I and mean, you need to get to Robinvale. When you're back from Melbourne, we need you in Robinvale because we've got a lot I of know. stuff to unpack here. I can't wait. I know. We'll be there soon. What was that? Oh, we're coming. That was just Jimmy confirming that we'll be there soon. Okay, excellent. Well, have – oh, he is your people and I'm my people, so have Jimmy, Jimmy call me. Can you see him? Yeah. You can see him there. Hi, Jimmy. <laughs> Put it in the diary and we'll catch up. That would be amazing. I've got a long list Sounds of people great. that All need right. to catch up. Thanks, Ellie. Thanks, Jimmy. See you soon. Thank you. You know where Santa shops, right? Do you know where he shops for kids like me? At Romvale Appliances and Furniture Zone. They've got loads and loads and loads of cool toys. Like scooters and bikes for my little brother. He's got a place on Lady Cola's Nino. They've also got things for my big brother. Things for my big sister. Like science experience, crafty things and water toys. There's even presents for my dad. Really big TVs and sings for my mum. I'd know what they do, but that's what she tells Dad she wants. You should shop where Santa shops, because that's where the cool things are. At Romvale Appliances and Furniture Zone. Why are you laughing? How, and we're back. <laughs> yes, How cute is that kid? Who's kid's that? He's really cute. He yeah. gets, yeah. <laughs> the poor kid gets exploited for <laughs> everything. Surely he's got a... Um, He's, he gets he's paid, paid well. Yeah, yeah, yeah he gets yeah. paid really well. He gets, he gets ice free cream. Board and, free board and rent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, free board and feed, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, free room and board That's is what, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, he got a feed of ice cream at the Jack the other day. Oh, nice. Because we went there. Well, I wanted to take some photos of the. They've got this, the It's Delish. Which is oh, the yeah, name the old, change? Um, yep, yeah, don't mention them. Um, <laughs> but because L sells that, and I went. You know what? We will go and get you some ice cream, and Mummy will have a wine <laughs> late on the Thursday afternoon because it was hot and it was beautiful. Yeah, how'd you go with the hot weather? Um, yeah, okay. I'm getting soft in my old age though, especially having good air conditioning all the time. It's freezing in here. It is free. Well, you've got a singlet on. Yeah, because like yeah. dress appropriately. Oh, I did. <laughs> outside. <laughs> it's not hot outside today. Yeah, but, you know, it's a nice day for a singlet. Sun's out, guns out. Is that what you call guns? Yeah. The viewers can't see it, but I'm showing Jade my massive guns. The viewers guns. can't see Sorry, it. Sorry, the listeners can't see it, but I'm showing <laughs> Jade my massive guns. Des and Troy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you want an arm wrestle? No, I'm good. Uh, what else? How's the deputy mayor stuff coming along? Oh, look, deputy mayor is pretty much title only. Oh. You do being the Robinvale councillor, you do more than being the deputy mayor if you're based elsewhere. Oh, let's fair enough. like let, yeah, let's be honest. But it, it's it's nice that I was supported to be deputy mayor, so that's that's something. Hmm. Yeah. Um it's all going very well. But Network House uh running a raffle at the moment. Yes, I saw it out there. Yeah. So they've that applied for a f- yeah, they've applied for a few grants throughout the year and have been where can I buy tickets? Well, that's a very good question. I know they've been at Fisher's, or they're going to be over the weekend inside, yeah. obviously. Um, but they're also looking for donations to make the hampers a bit bigger and have multiple prizes. Oh, okay. So you can buy tickets at Network House because Network House is now fully functional again. 
Um, mm. Yeah. Now that Axis are back, Wednesdays and Thursdays, Jack is run off his feet. There's all sorts of things happening here, but we need funding, of course, because we want to um, provide English courses, English-speaking it, courses you feel like next year. In this whole COVID times, that mm. places like Network House would have been got more funding. You would have thought so, wouldn't you? Not the case, unfortunately. No, that's sad. Yeah, it is sad. But the other thing that Network House and St Vinnie's are doing, because Carolyn is the chair of St Vinnie's, is the Christmas wishing tree. Yep. And council are getting involved that this year by way of providing the community centre to do all of that stuff so people can drive through um, to get their hampers because Food Bank South Australia provide a lot of food hampers for the yep. festive season for people that are um, that are struggling a bit. Um, and, of course, Rebel does her wishing tree. That's what I was trying to find. Uh, yes. Because I saw the notice on there the other day and I think they're looking for donations or people to wrap gifts. Yes, yeah. Yeah, people to wrap gifts and looking for donations, particularly for teenagers. Yeah. Like teenagers are really hard to buy for anyway. No, I'm buying for two of them. What do you buy teenagers? I don't know. I thought about buying them land in Scotland so they can be a lord or a lordess. <laughs> I'm a lady. It's not a lordess. Oh, sorry, it's lord lady, and lady. lady. Yes. I have the proclamation. Mm. And I, then I thought they're going to go, yeah, that's great. And then, But what are we getting for Christmas? <laughs> it's the same thing about when you buy someone a star. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, uh, I saw this other thing where you can buy like a lamb for a village and it feeds a village. Really? Yeah, something like that. Oh. And I was... Uh, Adopt a tiger. <laughs> well, yeah, all that. <laughs> and I said, yeah, that'd be good. And then I thought exactly the same thing. I'll give it to them. And the younger ones will be like, that's great. Yeah, no. but where's my present? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've often done the donate to a charity for mum for Mother's Day, things like that. Yeah. Um, adults appreciate that. Teenagers, not so much. Yeah. So, and it's about, you know, every child having something to unwrap on Christmas Day. Yeah. So, I don't know, like there's there, – Mark's full of stuff at the moment in the yep. toy section and all sorts. Although you, you and get to teenagers and the toys are a bit out of it. I think you can go – I don't know. I can't remember, but I reckon last year I reckon I just gave Mark like 100 bucks. Oh, yeah. And he just put it towards and they go – and Rebel buys stuff in there. Oh, that's a good idea. I think that happened last year. I could be wrong. Yeah. But that could be – I can't say why they wouldn't. If it's not, I reckon you should get on that, Mark. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Mark. We'll and in. We'll Everyone just, go in and say to Mark, he's at like, he's a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie said to come in and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't say why not. Yeah, I Mark donated to it last year too, but it yeah. was um, things like Harry Potter jigsaw puzzles and you know things yeah. for that older bracket yep. books and things like that. Yeah, maybe iTunes cards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Google Play vouchers. Yeah, Spotify. Yeah, Spotify is a good one. Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Netflix gift cards may be a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's happening as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I don't know about the Netflix one because uh, you're assuming that everyone has data, in- good internet connection. Yeah. And, you know, smart TVs and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, yeah. mm. you never know. Fishers cards. Yeah. Ariba mm. gift voucher. Yeah. I Actually, use- yeah, I think that's what I did. I think I got Mark to buy a Ariba gift voucher to put in there. And that's fine. Yeah. They're, they're great. Yep. I've got to go and get some today, actually, for my basketball kids. So Nice. Mm, excellent. Righto. Hello. Oh, that's oh, not it. Geez, that's not it. No, that's not it at all, is it? Um, you're off to meetings, so. Yeah, I am off to meetings, so I have to Just run. Just for record, I was ready to stay around all afternoon, but whatever. Really? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, yes, of Surely you have to run back to work because mm. you're an important person yes. now, yeah. AV, aren't you? As Team leader, is that what we as call you? Knows. 
Yeah, Ellie does know. Because <laughs> I told her. Yeah. You know what? Don't write checks with your mouth that your ass isn't willing to cash. Especially no. to me. <laughs> <laughs> she'll, she'll still take my call, hopefully. Will she? Probably not. Really? No. Mm. She's coming to Robinvale soon. Oh, good. Fingers crossed. Jimmy's planning that trip, so nice. maybe you'll get an invite, maybe you won't. Mm. Mm. See what I'm up to. Don't know. Might be in a meeting. Ha- <laughs> or maybe you won't. Yeah, yeah. Wait. Lay down after that episode of The Veil. Find a new couch, mattress, or bed at Robin Vale Appliances and Furniture Zone.